Have you ever stumbled on an old, seemingly ordinary item in your attic or maybe at a flea market? Oh my gosh, I used to love going to a flea market. Only to later realize that it might be worth much more than it appeared. I mean, perhaps uh, an old book with delicate yellow pages or a piece of jewelry with an intricate, forgotten story. It's amazing how the value of something can change so dramatically based on who's looking at it, right? I mean, one man's trash is another man's treasure comes to mind. It's, it's funny, I came across a story probably two or three years ago on Instagram of all places. It really resonated with me one night and I shared it with my wife and my two kids at the dinner table. And it's funny how you, you share something really unique and in your opinion like really powerful and significant and and sometimes all you hear are just slurps and mm -hmm around the table when you share it it happens it happens but here's the kicker yesterday when my wife asked the kids how their day went at school one of them said do you remember that story that dad told us once the, the story about so-and-so <laughs> it it took her a minute, but finally she recalled and was like, oh yeah, I, I remember that story. Well, he said, today was like that day. <laughs> today was like that day. And sidestep, to those who think your kids aren't listening, they are. They really are. Now, to be honest, I had forgotten all about this story and went back to read it again. I thought, well, you know what? If it meant that much to a 13-year-old, maybe it'll mean something to you as well. And no, it's not only meant for 13-year-olds. So it's a wonderful evergreen of a story. So sit back, pour a nice tea. I'm actually having an espresso at the moment. Snuggle with the blanket as I'm going to tell you a story. Now for clarity, this is not my story. I did not write this story. I simply came upon it. And it's probably changed a number of times over the years. But if you know the true origin, please let me know so that I may credit who wrote this story. Are you ready? Let's begin. I'm Chad Lawson. And let's comment down in three, two, one, the story begins with an old pocket watch. Imagine a watch, right? Small, worn, its golden surface dulled by the years. Now, this watch isn't just a timekeeper, right? It's a vessel of history. I love watches. My dad loved watches, and so the apple didn't far fall from the tree, which is falling in love with a timepiece. But these timepieces, they carry stories. And sometimes these delicate mechanics are more than just a timekeeper, but they're storytellers. And so once upon a time in a quiet, humble home, an old father nearing the end of his life's journey called his son to his bedside. And in his trembling hands, he held this ancient pocket watch. It was a family heirloom passed down through generations. And the father with eyes glistening with wisdom and a hint of sadness, he asked his son to take this watch and have it valued. Well, of course, obedience and 
also curious, the son first went to the local watchmaker. Now the watchmaker, with a quick glance and a, I don't have time for this kind of inspection, he dismissed the watch as old and scratched and, and offered the son just a few dollars for it. Now the son, a, a bit puzzled, but undeterred, he carried the watch next to a bustling coffee shop. Now the owner, amidst the aroma of fresh coffee and the clatter of cups, saw little use for such a, an antiquated item and offered even less than the watchmaker. Disheartened, but not defeated, the son's final stop was at a museum, a, a sanctuary of history and stories. Here, the curator, with eyes wide and hands trembling with excitement, recognized the watch's true worth. To the son's astonishment, the curator offered a staggering $1 million, explaining the watch's historical significance and just unparalleled craftsmanship, just one of a kind. Returning home, the son shared his adventure with his father and was so excited, right? And the old man listened with his eyes just beaming as he listened to his son's excitement. After the son was finished telling all of the stories, he said, son, this watch, much like each of us, holds immeasurable value. But its worth was only recognized in the right place, among people who understood and appreciated its true significance. In life, you must understand your worth and never settle where it's not appreciated. And just as importantly, the father said, you must learn to recognize and value the worth in others, even when it's not immediately apparent. <laughs> Gracious, what a story. What a story. Oh, it's just so beautiful. I mean, so much so that my son, my son, has kept it in his mind for a number of years, if that tells you something. But the story, again, it's not about a watch. It's not even about monetary value but it's a parable of understanding and recognizing true value, our own and that of the people around us. Do you ever feel like you just don't fit in, especially with the crowd that you're in right now? Like you're um, a unique old watch among brand new digital ones, perhaps not feeling recognized or even noticed for who you are. It's okay. We've all been there, but what do we do when we're trying to find ourselves in a crowd of others that just doesn't seem to be, well, you? Well, let's explore this a little more. The very first thing I want you to understand about seeing your value is to find your museum. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Find my museum? Yes, find your museum. And no, I'm not suggesting a visit to the local art gallery or a trip to the MoMA. When I say find your museum, I'm talking about something much more personal. It's about discovering those places and those relationships in your life where you feel genuinely seen and valued. Think about the various settings that you find yourself in every day, right? I mean, are there places where you feel like you're just blending into the background? where your unique qualities and talents 
maybe they're not really noticed or appreciated, right? It's a bit like the story of the pocket watch. I mean, how it was overlooked by the watchmaker and the coffee shop owner. They didn't see the true value. And similarly, sometimes we find ourselves in environments where our true potential and the unique things that we have to offer, they're just not really recognized. But it's important in these moments to pause and to ask, do I really belong here? This isn't about judging the, the places or the people as good or bad. It's about understanding where you fit best where you feel like your true self is appreciated, where you feel you can shine. So how do you find your museum? And I mean, it, how do we even start, right? But it's about looking for and gravitating towards those environments and those relationships that resonate with who you are. It could be among certain friends who always uplift you for support, or maybe it's a professional setting where your contributions are acknowledged and you feel a sense of belonging and respect. But it's also about exploring new spaces where you can meet people who share your interests and your passions, maybe joining a, a club or a community group or even participating in a hobby that can lead you to these environments. Because it's in these places, you're more than just a participant. You are. You are a valued individual whose presence and inputs aren't not necessarily just appreciated, but also celebrated. But remember, sometimes the museum where you belong, it may not exist yet. And you might have to find the opportunity to create it yourself. Now, this could mean starting something new in your community or leading a project or establishing an online group, even. This way, not only do you find your place, but you also help pave the way for others to find theirs. But also, I want you to keep in mind, finding your museum is about seeking out and nurturing the spaces and the, the connections, the people where you feel most alive, most understood, and of course, most valued. It's about being in environments where you're not just acknowledged, but where you can truly be you. So take this moment to think about your life right now, this very second. Look or create the spaces where you shine the brightest. And remember, in the right museum, your true value is not recognized. It's celebrated. Hmm. Find your museum. But now, if we could shift our focus just for a moment outward. After we find our museum, I want us to think about curating the museum. If we stop to think about it, every day, we have so many chances to make people feel special, to make them feel appreciated. Just like the, the museum curator recognized the value of the old pocket watch, right? Giving someone a, a heartfelt compliment, it's, it's so simple to do this, right? So, for example, you could tell a coworker you really appreciate the hard work that they're putting into a project. Or when a friend shares a story with you, give them your full attention 
to show that you really care about what they're saying. Try to connect. But it's also more than just seeing the surface. I mean, every person has their own unique story, their own pocket watch, their own background and special qualities. But taking the time to notice and acknowledge these traits and others, well, we make them feel seen. We make them feel valued. And these small, meaningful actions, they can brighten someone's day and contribute to a, a positive atmosphere around us. It's like spreading little moments of happiness and appreciation wherever we are. I mean, who doesn't want that kind of environment? And this doesn't just make them feel good. It also helps build a community where everyone feels recognized. Everyone feels valued. So to curate your museum, make an effort to notice and appreciate the people that we encounter. You might be surprised at how much a kind word or just a moment of listening can really mean to someone. Be the museum creator in your everyday interactions. And you'll find that doing this makes both you and them feel so much better. And you'll see how small acts of kindness can really bring people closer and make everyone's day just a little better. Speaking of making things a little better and easier, I want to share something that's changed the game for me and my family. Making a routine task less of a chore and more of a good choice. I want to take a moment to talk about a resolution that won't end up abandoned by next week. Now, do you remember those New Year's resolutions that were just a little too ambitious, like hitting the gym every hour or learning a new language overnight? I mean, it's okay. We've all been there. I mean, setting goals that are just eh, a little bit too high and then feeling the weight of them. Now, here is an easy change for 2024 that's actually achievable and impactful, switching to EarthBreeze for your laundry needs. Now, let's just be honest. Laundry is a chore most of us don't look forward to. The hassle of lugging around those heavy plastic jugs of detergent, measuring out the liquid, and inevitably spilling it somewhere, if not everywhere. It's a mess, literally and figuratively. Now, that makes laundry a task that we would all love to postpone, but then we would smell. But EarthBreeze is here to revolutionize how we do laundry with their eco sheets. Imagine a product that looks like a dryer sheet, but it's actually a powerful ultra-concentrated laundry detergent. It's really cool. Now, these sheets make laundry day as simple as tossing one in with your load. Whether you're washing it in hot or cold, there's no measuring, there's no mess, and absolutely no bulky, wasteful plastic jug. I was incredibly impressed by how EarthBreeze tackled everyday stains and odors, delivering an amazing clean every time. We get the fragrance-free ones, love them. But it's also dermatologist tested, hyperallergenic, and free from bleach and dyes, making it perfect for everything from the towels to the most delicate items. The convenience does not stop there, though. With Earth Breeze's flexible subscription, you can adjust, pause, or cancel anytime without any hidden fees. And you save 40% when you subscribe with free shipping. Always. Their eco sheets come in a slim cardboard envelope, drastically reducing storage space and waste. By making the switch, 
We're not just easing your laundry day woes, but also contributing to a healthier planet. Earth Breeze has made plastic jugs obsolete, and they've planted over 150,000 trees. They've cleaned up over 12,000 pounds of plastic and have donated over 100 million loads of laundry to those in need. Come on, that's incredible. And if you're not completely satisfied, there's no need to return anything. No, really, honestly, just let them know and you'll get a full refund, no questions asked. So give it a try, honestly. I love it. I know this is an ad, but honestly, this is so good. My listeners can get started with EarthBreeze today and save 40%. Just visit earthbreeze.com backslash calm, C-A-L-M. That's earthbreeze.com backslash calm, C-A-L-M, to get 40% off your subscription. Make laundry day easier for you and kinder to the planet with EarthBreeze. Now, as we step back into our discussion, I want to carry forward this idea of making intentional choices that not only benefit us, but the world around us. And yes, EarthBreeze's initiative is a great example of how small changes in our daily routines can actually contribute to a larger impact. Now, just as a watchmaker carefully selects tools and components that enhance the watch's value and functionality, you can also curate the influences in your life to enrich your sense of self-worth and direction. This includes the people you spend time with, because honestly, that's a lot. So I want you to choose what influences you carefully. Sometimes that's really hard, right? But think about making a beautiful watch. I mean, the watchmaker picks only the best materials to work with. And in the same way, you should be careful about what you let influence your life. This means being picky about your friends and acquaintances sometimes, right? I mean, spend time with people who lift you up, not those who bring you down. Or, and then also, not those who bring you down, right? And then also, choose what you watch and then choose what you read wisely, right? Pick books or shows or even online stuff that makes you feel better, that teaches you something or helps you grow, right? I tend to stick away from the content that just makes you feel <laughs> worst or even more so just a waste of time. And then also do some activities that move you forward, right? Maybe it's a hobby or a task that you know adds to your life and pushes you closer to just something new, or maybe even just a new dream, even. Because if someone or something is making you feel drained, or goes against what you believe in, it might be time to think about whether they should still be a part of your life. Choose what influences you carefully. And then also you need to make space work for you. What do you mean by that? Well, just like a watchmaker sets up the workshops to make a beautiful watch, you need to set up a space to help you do your best. That means keeping your space organized, right? Whether it's your work area or your study, having things tidy can actually really help you focus better. You don't feel so disheveled. You don't feel so cluttered. You feel as everything is in the right place. And then also surround yourself with things that do inspire you. 
This could be a piece of new art that you've hung on the wall, or maybe some plants or some flowers, or quotes that motivate you, or anything that makes you feel creative, anything that makes you feel happy. And then with this, you also have to make sure your online spaces are positive. The websites, the social media, the apps, all of these that we use, make sure that they match what you care about and what you're trying to achieve. Make sure that you feel good, not stressed, not down. And a lot of times it's just stopping to take almost a, a checklist, if you will. But the, the idea is to make sure that the places you spend time, both in the real world and online, that they help you grow. They help you stay focused. They, they make you feel good. They make you feel valued. Make your space work for you. And then another idea is to keep learning and keep getting better, right? I mean, think about how a watchmaker becomes really good at making watches. They learn a lot and they practice all the time. And there's no difference in life with that. I mean, learning something new. You can learn in many ways, like going to school or teaching yourself or doing things to, to get a real experience. But also with that, staying curious. It's always being on the lookout. Or something new to learn. It doesn't matter what you learn. Everything you learn is valuable and makes you more interesting and skilled and also just aware. And then with that, keep practicing. The more you use these skills, the better you're going to get. And by always learning and improving, you're going to make yourself and your work even better. Plus, I mean, learning keeps things really interesting, keeps things really fun. And then there's take care of your mind and feelings. I love this one. Now, just like a watch needs to be looked after to keep ticking right, your mind and emotions, they need care too, right? So find some calm moments. Doing things like paying attention to be present right now, to, to actively be in the moments that you're in. And be it sitting quietly, meditating, or just being active. These can make you feel better and more balanced. And then ask for help when you need it. It's okay to talk to friends and to family members and even counselors or therapists if you're feeling down or stressed. Everyone needs a bit of help sometimes. So find the calm moment and ask for help when you need it. And then along with this, I'd like to add, keep yourself healthy. Taking care of your mental health is just as important as taking care of your body. It helps you deal with tough times and it keeps you going strong. When you're strong, you feel good. And when you feel good, you generally feel upbeat. There's a science to it. I'll go into it another episode down the road. But taking care of your inner self means you'll be better at handling whatever life throws your way. And then finally, probably my favorite one, help others shine. Be good for others. Just like you're building your best life, remember you're also part of other people's lives. Your kindness, your advice, your support, your patience, your just sitting quietly with them. All of these can make a big difference. And you can help others feel important and encourage them to find their own path, just like you're doing. 
Because when you actively make your life better, you're not just helping yourself. You're also setting an example and creating a positive impact on those around you. This is about constantly learning who you are, right? And growing, making things better, not just for you, but for others too. Think of life as a masterpiece. You're always working on making it as meaningful and beautiful as possible. So in closing, as we go through life, I want to remember these two important things that I'm personally taking from this episode. And the first is let's find a place where we feel appreciated, where we feel special, our museums, if you will. And second, let's make sure that we show others how much they are worth. Making a world where everyone feels seen, where everyone feels important. In the story of the old pocket watch, it teaches us something incredibly valuable. It found a place where it was truly appreciated. Just like we can find places and people who see our real value. And just like that, we can be someone who helps others see how valuable they are. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for living. It's been so great to share this with you. Your value is huge. And in the right place, with the right people, you're going to shine even more. I want you to remember, you have the power to make others feel that way too. So until next time, keep looking for those moments that make us feel appreciated. Keep spreading that feeling to the people around us. Keep shining and showing others their worth in this big, beautiful world. And until next time, be kind to your mind. And I hope you'll join me again as we calm it down. To find more episodes of Calm It Down, see where I may be appearing in your area, or to simply want to know where to send me some chocolate chip cookies, visit calmitdownpodcast.com. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and not intended, nor should they, serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you. And you should only act upon the advice of this physician. Now, I'm an extreme empath by nature, but my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or a physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this in future podcast episodes to aid those needs. So to find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CometDownPodcast.com. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review, or better yet, share it with a friend. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come, as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance 
of mental and emotional health. Thank you for listening. Thank you for living. And until next time, be kind to your mind and join me again as we 